Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another, if we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then do you not believe him? If we say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the first. Jesus said to him, to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him, and even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. So my friends, Seth and Jessica, have two dogs. They have Charlie, who is a boxer mix. How many of you know what boxers are like? They're just kind of chill until they're not, right? And then they have Gus, who is just a little bit of everything. He doesn't trust anyone very easily. So a couple years ago, uh, Seth and Jessica graduated from seminary, and they moved into their new house. They had a big, fenced-in backyard, and Gus and Charlie were outside playing in it, right? This is what dogs do. This is why you get a fenced-in yard. And everything was great until Charlie, the boxer mix, started losing his mind, barking and howling, so they run outside, and Gus is nowhere to be found. Gus is part terrier. What do terriers do? They dig holes. Gus is smaller than Charlie, so Gus dug a hole big enough for Gus and not for Charlie. So Charlie was deep, deep betrayal and worry that his brother was now not able to be seen. So Seth and Jessica dropped everything, and they spent hours walking the neighborhood, driving the neighborhood, calling for Gus. So it's starting to get dark. And what happens? You go home. I will try again in the morning. And they came home in their car to what on the front porch? They came home to a Gus on the front porch, very pleased that his humans decided to come home. Now, those of you who have raised dogs, you know that if your dog gets out and comes home, they cannot get punished. 
right? You laugh, you know. Because then they will learn that I got out and I came home and that was wrong. So the next time they get out, they will not come home. So you come home to this dog that you are frustrated with and you are angry with, who is delighted to see you, and you have to praise them and give them treats because they did what they should have. They got out, and then they came home again. Now, I have a lot of faith in humanity, but there are times that we are not that different from animals. How many of you like food? Right? How many of you like treats? (laughs) How many of you try, at least, to do the things you need to do, like mow the grass or do your homework or finish your sermon for Sunday morning before you give yourself a treat? I try. I don't always do it. We are pulled to the things that make us happy or to the things that relieve our pain. We want to run away from things that feel like they punish us, right? This is also what animals do. So sometimes we're not that different. But what sets us apart is our ability to think through the future or our ability to be empathetic or our ability to reason out what we feel is a wise decision. Which means sometimes we say that we are going to do something just to get that person who is asking off of our back, knowing that we're not going to do it anyways. We've we've done, I'm not going to make you raise your hand, but I know some of us have done this. Sometimes it means that we say yes to something but it doesn't get done because we have stretched ourselves so thin that there is not time and there is not energy to do it. And so then it ends up not getting done. And sometimes it means that we say no to something that we know we should do. But then realizing, okay, we really do need to do it, so we change our minds and it gets done. Because at different points in our lives and in different areas of our lives, we are both of the sons from our gospel reading this morning. Because there is work to do in the vineyard that is God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. God has called each of us to be part of this work through our life together at St. Paul, through our families, through our vocations, through serving our neighbors as we go about our normal days. There will be moments when it is clear that God is calling you to do something or it is very clear that God is calling you to not do something. I know that if someone from the property committee issues a call to come tend plants in our yard, I should say no because I have killed every plant I have ever tended in my life. 
So I should say no because it's not going to be pretty outside. But if someone issues a call for like knit pot holders, I am all over that because I love to knit pot holders. Right? Something that is very clear. Do not do this. And something that is clear, please do this. But there will be moments when it is less clear that God is calling you. And those are the times where we pause and we pray and we listen to what God is saying. Our initial answer may be no, but we may still hear God's voice calling us to action. Because as the Apostle Paul says in our second reading this morning, it is God who is at work in you. Not in some of you, God who is at work in you. Enabling you both to will and to work for God's pleasure. Now we know that there is, that we know that God loves us and there is nothing we can do that will make God's love for us increase or decrease, right? Yes, there is nothing we can do to make God's love for us increase or decrease. If you hear nothing else this morning, take that. But we also need to know that God delights in us when we follow God's commands and when we serve our neighbor, when we listen to God's still, small voice calling to us. When we gather together for worship and when we go from this place to be Christ's hands and feet in the world. Because it's through our calling to do these things that God's kingdom becomes incarnate in our world, casting out hatred and doubt and calling all to participate in God's kingdom. Amen.